0: NBC Sports Radio weekends. Let's bring in the leisure men, Paul Pabst and Andrew Perloff. The show starts right now. Welcome to Sunday night. Coming in hot. Welcome to Sunday night on NBC Sports Radio. I'm Paul Pabst. He's Andrew Perloff. I'm in Stanford, Connecticut. Lovely Stanford. You're in New York City. Pearl, how you feeling, buddy? I feel great, buddy. How you feeling? Good, good. I actually showered today. A little, little different. Mixed it up a little bit. Did some staining on the on the deck of the house. Manly stuff. How about you? Uh, I, first of all,
1: you're making that up. I don't believe any yeah. staining actually happened. You paid a guy to stain, or did you really stained?
0: Well, I, I wouldn't say the final product came out great, but I had this <laughs> table, this old wood table. We'll get to sports in a second. I had this old wood table, that my wife was like, you know, this thing's getting pretty munchy, and munchy means, uh, you know, bad shape. She goes, maybe it's time for a new one. And all I could think about is, oh, we're going to some high-priced outdoor patio furniture place, and old Polly Pea's going to get raked over the coals. So I went mm-hmm. to my local hardware store, got a $5 thing of sandpaper, $5 thing of stain. I had a paintbrush. I, I spent about half an hour. It only took a half an hour sanding this bad boy, and I stained it. It doesn't look brand new, but I'd say it's about 90% going into the season.
1: Yeah, I'm dubious. I'm going to have to stop by and see this. I spent... <laughs> Several, several hours in the car with my family today, driving home from mm. the Berkshire Mountains. Uh, I don't know. Do you ever fight with your wife about how many bathroom breaks you're going to have and that kind of stuff? Because it was full It was warfare. It was, it was interstate warfare. We've all been through it. The kids screaming. Everyone fighting with each other. Well, the road, trip,
0: the road trip stop situation is tough because are you driving? I am usually driving, yes. Okay. Now, you should control a lot of it. That being said... Everyone on everyone in the car, when it's time to go to the bathroom, everyone should go to the bathroom whether they have to or not, because multiple <laughs> stops is a disaster.
1: Well, sadly, I'm the one who usually has to stop, not my two little girls or my wife.
0: Well, you drink a lot manly? of fluids. i work with yes, you for a I long hydrate. time. I you hydrate. always have at least one bottle of water and one cup of coffee available at all times. Yes,
1: especially a long road trip. You don't want to nod off at the wheel. So I'm chugging coffee, and we're on the Taconic Parkway, and there's not a bathroom anywhere to be seen. I'm like, well, should we just pull off? I almost pulled off the highway and ran into the bushes. But I survived, Pauly, but I don't want to go down this road because I have more stories about that kind of thing than you want well, to know. I,
0: I had a bathroom situation the day, dropping my mother off at the airport. I was like, i got to go to the bathroom. I ran into the airport to go to the bathroom because mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. I had at least an hour drive home. And the woman's like, all right, all right, sir, where are you going? I'm like, the bathroom. And she goes, all right. You know, she kind of gave me, like, you don't look like you're checking in for a flight. I made it out. Yeah, you got to go through
1: security to go to the bathroom these days. Uh, but <laughs> I was—I got to tell you, I did have one neat thing happen on the way home. I'm going to jump into our big news story today. I got to hear plenty of opinions on Jay Cutler signing with the Dolphins in the last two hours of my drive.
0: All right, let's get to it. We got a lot to get to tonight. We're going to take out humid takes. We got to talk about Steve Bartman a little bit and the Cubs giving him a ring. Usain Bolt. Richard Sherman, the Hall of Fame football weekend. I got some uh, some movie topics, some soccer topics, some parachuting topics, convertible tips. We got everything going on tonight at the Leisureman NBC Sports Radio. At the Leisureman on Twitter, hit us up or 855-323-4622. I'm Paul Pabst. He's Andrew Perloff. When did you hear the news that Jay Cutler was coming back to the NFL? And what was your initial reaction? Uh, I got
1: it on my phone, I believe, 3.45 3.45 p.m. Eastern? Does that sound right? I think that's—I'm not sure exactly when it broke, because, again, I was on the road. But right around then, I saw Shefty was tweeting that the deal was done. There was already rumors that it was going to happen. First, the deal was off. Tannehill got hurt on Thursday, or got re or whatever happened to Ryan Tannehill, the Dolphins quarterback. Then there were rumors. Then the whole Kaepernick machine started. Right. And then Cutler said no, so I figured it was done. Cutler was out. And then at 345, stuck in standstill traffic. So I'm like, I'll check my notifications. Boom, Adam Schefter reports they've, in principle, agreed to a one-year deal. About 345 Eastern. Now, what about you?
0: Well, just to fill this in, Andrew Gaze is the head coach of the Dolphins, correct? And he was the offensive coordinator for the Bears with Cutler when Cutler was pretty good.
1: Yeah, 2015, he had one good year under him. Not his peak year. Peak year was 2011, a while ago. But he looked pretty good under Adam Gaze.
0: Well, I, I think when I first saw it, I always try to check to make sure it's not a hoax. And, I, you know, I got to be honest, I didn't know the Tannehill injury was this serious. I saw some things that he was in danger of missing some games, but I didn't know the season was in danger. So I got hit like a, a bucket of water in the face <laughs> with the Cutler thing. I was like, oh, my goodness. But then I thought to myself, it doesn't surprise me because I'm going to take you back to, what was it, maybe six, how many months ago? Four months ago when Cutler retired-ish?
1: Yeah, it was this offseason. Yeah, three know, months ago. Was, and he was sort of linked to teams, but not really too actively. Remember there was a little bit of Jets buzz. The sure. Bears didn't want him. That was clear. But the, the Jets were maybe in play, a couple other
0: teams, but nothing very serious. Well, I think that's a good point to bring up is you got to go back with this story to the point that the Bears didn't want him anymore. They're going younger. They're going, you know, full-on rebuild. They have They are not a competitive team, and he's expensive. So when they didn't show interest, it seemed like a lot of teams weren't showing interest and then he gets a job with Fox, which was even more surprising because during his career, he didn't talk a lot. And he definitely wasn't like, you know, he wasn't exactly how he longed during his career where he was just magic quotes. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't Charles Barkley. But if you go back to a couple months ago when Cutler released a statement that he was leaving the NFL, retiring. Retirement was a word you saw in the headlines. It says, quote, this is Jay Cutler three months ago, quote, I don't know if retirement is the right word. I don't feel that anyone really retires from the NFL. Well, of course they do. You are either forced to leave or you lose the desire to do what's required to keep going. I'm in between those situations at this point. And then he talks about how grateful he is and blah, 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 blah. He didn't really have options at that point. Is that what the case is, you think? I don't know. I don't know if, if
1: he had made himself fully available at the right price. Of course, he would have had some options. If he said, I'm available for $5 million a year, I would think that he would have an option or to be a backup. I, I mean, I hate to bring up the Kaepernick name, but it, there's not a... Not a ton of strings attached with bringing in Jay Cutler. I mean he's well, known as a malcontent and he's a you know got a big personality, a celebrity wife. But I don't think it's that controversial move. So
0: if he had said I'll be a backup somewhere, but it didn't look like he had any interest in that. But you I remember you said months ago when he left the game why he retired that the backup spots weren't open for him because he's too expensive oh, and yeah. too too threatening to the to whoever's the first round quarterback. And you said, I gotta give you credit, three, four months ago, that an injury opening could be a chance for him.
1: I did? Wow. You, well, you absolutely <laughs> said that. That's It's interesting, yeah. I mean, he's young. That's the thing. What it's, is he 34, 35? Right. He, is, uh, he is way too young to retire. There's no reason he should have retired uh, except for not loving the game anymore. So that, I think that's the bigger question. Was he interested in playing? To me, this is all about Adam Gase, right? If it wasn't Adam Gase, who he liked a lot personally in Chicago, according to every report, and he played well under... There's no way he's coming back. He had a pretty cush gig. Wasn't he number two at Fox, filled in for John Lynch, who took the Niners job?
0: Right. He, he got was a really nice, Yeah, it's a good got, job. He got a really nice, high-paying job at Fox with absolutely no experience whatsoever in the booth. And, you know, it looked like, hey, this is a good landing spot if I don't have a career in front of me. Like you said, he's only 34 years old. But I think it's one of those things, perfect circumstances. But I think Andrew Gaze is only part of it. Uh, Adam Gaze. Andrew Gaze is a former sharpshooter for Seton Hall.
1: Miami, Have we been, me, I think I called him Andrew Gaze, too. Let's call him Andrew Gaze.
0: That's a little, yeah. little more interesting. Adam it's Gaze little, is too boring. Boring, way boring. And Adam, Andrew Gaze is a better, better shooter, maybe even a better coach. But I think the Miami thing is huge. You tell your wife, hey, I'm going back to play ball. Oh, where? Buffalo. Just kidding. I'm going to Miami for $10 million. They're probably going to be in Miami anyway. So now they got $10 million <laughs> in their in their hands. So you think it's Miami. That's interesting. I think, I, I think, think Miami's Gaze. a big part of it. Well, I think Gaze is, is – Gaze? Gaze? I'm going to say Gaze. Gaze. Uh, um, Gaze? Z? Adam Gaze. Gaze with an S. Yeah, Gaze. Fair enough. You say so. You're the expert. But I think that Miami's at least half of this. Because if you say, hey, mm. the Minnesota Vikings need a quarterback. Nope, I don't think he's even considering that. This has everything. It has a, a good chunk of dough, a chance to, you know, play with a decent team. They're definitely not a bad team. They're not a great team, And it's just on a plate. He didn't have to participate in OTAs. He missed a week and a half of camp. It's perfect.
1: You're right. It's a better situation than if he had signed in April. By far, when you put oh, it that way,
0: it kind of reminds me time, the, yeah. It reminds me of the Ray Allen situation. Remember when he wanted to play, but he didn't want to do all the practicing and the camps? I think Ray Allen should have just shown up in you know, February for teams for the rest of his life.
1: I'm doing some hard research here. So he's married to Kristen Cavallari, formerly of The Hills. Yeah, apparently uh, they celebrity? put their, yeah, in in today's world, yeah, she's celebrity. All right. Apparently they put their Chicago mansion, that was an Architectural Digest, on the market in March, and moved to Nashville. And do you remember we covered that Jay yes. Cutler's moving to Nashville? So they had this life set up in Nashville, which sounded awesome. You and I were both like, "He's got to figure it figured out. He's moving to Nashville. How cool is that?"
0: Yeah, so, no state income tax. He went to Vandy. Yeah. He's a legend down there. Once you commit the family
1: to Nashville, I don't know that you want to move to South Beach. I feel like, you know, the wife's like, ah, oh, we got this nice little situation here. I don't know if Miami was a key factor. I
0: think it well, helped. I, I agree what you're saying. But if you tell, say, baby, we, every, uh, every week you got to come down on Saturday afternoon until Sunday evening to watch me play eight weeks a year. You're coming to Miami, though, on a private jet. Super. She's all in. There's no problem there. You can Nashville to Miami. That's like a, that's like a 90 minute flight. Yeah, but you know, Jay was all set. I know he had to travel
1: for Fox, but he was all set to go to the Vandy games. You know, see some big that's SEC true. action. Short of SEC action, maybe he delayed it for one year. Little, yeah, maybe if Vanderbilt was a little bit better, he would have said <laughs> no to this.
0: Yeah, they could, well, then he was definitely going to play football because Vandy they're tough. All right. Jay Cutler's got one of the weirder NFL careers of all time. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But also the Hall of Fame was this weekend. Did you get into much of the Hall of Fame speeches? I I tuned into a little bit here and there. I do not listen to the speeches anymore. I've actually... I'll
1: admit this now. I've given up on the Hall of Fame speeches for every sport. It's tough. I don't know why. I just feel like you're celebrating the past, which is nice. But there's just too much going on right now. And I noticed that a certain... Like, most people on Twitter that I follow, like, I feel like young people do not care about that at all. I feel no, like that's a
0: media issue and not, like, a public issue. It does feel like a 40-year-old man and older are going to watch his Legends of the Game and this and that. If you gave each guy four minutes to do his speech, I think there'd be a lot of drama. I think it'd be a lot more fun because you do about 20 minutes of thank yous. Mm. And, you know, there's more, uh, what do you call it, courtesy clapping than the State of the Union. And then you usually get, like, Two or three minutes of raw emotion, with some tears and some some talks about fatherhood, about the people who helped you get on the right path, and things like that. And there's always that. Almost every speech, though, does have a moment or two. That's
1: true. I'll, I'll, you know, just watch the highlights basically. But I tell you, I did. I was in full overreaction mode on Thursday night for the Cardinals Cowboys Hall of Fame game. Like way over because overreacting to the Hall of Fame game is a special kind of overreaction. Because the start, most of the starters are nowhere near the field. And I still watched the game and said, huh, this is telling me something about the Cowboys and Cardinals. And let's face it, it really, really wasn't.
0: Yeah, I tried to watch. I was on vacation. I watched a little preseason football because it was on the screen at the bar I was in. Otherwise, like, like, you know I'm not going to watch it. I have one other issue about the Hall of Fame before we take a break. What do you do if your bust, your Hall of Fame bust, looks nothing like you? Because I was looking at some (laughs) of the busts, and I would say five of the six that I saw looked nothing like the athlete they were supposed to depict.
1: That's a bad thing. But do they it's, look it's, better or worse?
0: Well, not worse. They just don't resemble them at all. I think they have like 20 different faces, and they just rotate. I was looking at Walter Payton's picture the other day. Jared Payton, his son, posted a picture with his dad and the bust. I was like, that doesn't look like Walter at all. I mean, I know Walter Payton like the back of my hand. and It bothered me <laughs> for years. And I was watching, you know, Jason Taylor's bust was easy because he's got no hair. It cuts down a lot of sculpting. Wow, I'm looking at Walter Payton. Who is this man? I think they have the wrong guy altogether. Right. I mean, they had to know what Walter looks like. they Are not. Are they sports fans, the guys who do the bus. or are they just like artists? Oh,
1: NFL Films has like nine documentaries on the making of these busts, so they get really, really into it. But I feel like they've sort of picked up their game lately. It's interesting. You thought this weekend's were not accurate. I'm going to have to go I, one by one through this.
0: I feel bad. I mean, this guy works hard for a living, or he or she, whoever does the bus, but they're they don't look like the athlete. Oh, boy. All right. The Leisuremen on NBC Sports Radio brought to you by, every week by our friends at Guinness. Go to guinness.com or guinnessopengate.com to find out everything they're doing. More importantly, go to your local pub and grab a Guinness or your local store, your local package store, the Packy, as they say in the Northeast. Stick around. Your calls is 855-323-4622. He's Perloff on PAPS. We're the Leisuremen NBC Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to the Leisuremen on NBC Sports Radio. I'm Andrew Brum. He's called PAPS. Talking a little Jay Cutler and the Dolphins. You can give us a call, 855-323-4NBC. Do you like the signing, or are you like everyone on my Twitter feed who is very angry about this Jay Cutler signing? Which gets me to the Jay Cutler history, Paulie. I want to find out, why is he so polarizing? He was drafted in 06, went number 11 to your Bears. The fact that he's a Bears quarterback who can walk and chew gum at the same time, (laughs) I would think people in Chicago would be happy because I know the history of
0: quarterback in that city. Well, I loved him at at Vanderbilt because, I mean, he made Vanderbilt somewhat relevant. He was a very tough player, he seemed like. It's funny because his demeanor was a cool thing in college. Like, man, look how low-key he is and cool. Kind of like Sam Darnold of USC now. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he went to Denver for, what, three years. He was pretty good in Denver. His third year in Denver... Threw 25 touchdowns, 18 picks, and he had 40, 4,500 yards. That's a big season. He was 25 years old. In the offseason, he goes to the Bears. He's 25 and a half, 26 years old. I remember the day the Bears got him, people, celebrity Bear fans like Vince Vaughn was tweeting, Oh my Lord, I, I can't believe it. You know, like everyone's tweeting. I don't know if it's tweeting, but like celebrating. I saw him post stuff, mm. and all my Bear friends were like, We finally got a big armed quarterback for this cold weather city. This guy that they still liked from Vandy. He had done some good things in Denver. And his first year with the Bears, at 26-year-old, 27 touchdowns. Great. 26 picks. 3,700 yards. He does enough to keep you loving him and enough to keep you hating him. And that's what the initial love-hate relationship was with Color.
1: To me, the moment that really summed him up in Chicago was the NFC Championship game against Green Bay. He right. got hurt. And people were wondering, was he significantly hurt? And then Caleb Haney was in there fighting for his life, really trying to bring the Bears against a good Packers team. Sure. And Cutler was had sort of his head down, right? And everyone was criticizing that he didn't look into it. And that sort of either, I don't remember if it was before or after, but led to all these problems with his body language throughout the years. What do you remember about that game in specific?
0: Well, that was 2010. He's 10-5 and five on the year as a starter. He has nice numbers, 23 touchdowns. He got his interceptions down. They go to the playoffs. He's out of the game. Caleb Haney's in. And I think what happened as far as Bears fans and most sports fans, you usually see the backup injured quarterback. If he's not, you know, getting treatment in the back or, you know, on a table somewhere, if he's on the sidelines, he's up with the assistant coach or the um, the quarterback coach or with the other quarterbacks or you know, the head coach with a headset on, calling things in, doing something not just shutting it down in a game that was still competitive. It made him seem like a powder. I think I heard him more nationally than locally. I think Bears fans in 2010 were still pro-Cutler because he was 10-5 and that year as a starter. And then as it went the next few years, the touchdowns went down, his more lethargic style. He also got credit for being tough when they lost their offensive line, but it it was always like he would do something to make you love him again or, or respect his game again, and then he'd have four games where he just didn't seem like he wanted to be there.
1: I think you bring up a great point, though. That offensive line at points was the worst in the league. Brutal. So it was was sort of a tough situation. I feel like, remember they changed from Lovey. I feel like a lot of things went wrong in Chicago and got put on Jay Cutler that weren't necessarily his fault. I mean, I know towards the end it really fell apart, but I thought he was maybe a little overly criticized.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair because he's criticized for his demeanor. Uh, I remember even when he changed his hair from the bangs to, like, GQ. (laughs) They criticize that. The problem is when somebody makes $20 million and doesn't do much to help the team, I think a lot of people think that he did as much to hurt the Bears as to help them game to game. There was a couple of years ago. I think it was 2014. The Bears had Forte, Martellus Bennett, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall. I mean, he had everything. And he had a nice offensive line. They were decent. And and he couldn't – I mean, I think that team – he was 5-10 and 10 as a starter that year. 28 touchdowns, but they were 5-10. and 10. Defense Wait, was but- down, but – yeah. Coaching turmoil,
1: though. I mean, they tried out Mark Trestman, my old buddy from the CFL. Didn't work out. If you change coaches a lot and it doesn't stick, the quarterback, I guess, takes the blame. But that was Absolutely. a tough situation.
0: Well, now you tell, yeah, yeah. I'll Let me ask you this. After you think about this through the break. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, you should be expecting what this coming up in year? Save it, Perloff? Save I can't it. save it. I want to go right now, Paulie. <laughs> Or take your calls as well, 855-323-4622. Chopping it up, Sports Radio, NBC Sports Network. We are the Leisuremen. Follow us all week on Twitter, at the Leisuremen on Twitter. If you don't know the show, we've been on here about, what, Pearl, a year and a half on NBC Sports Radio? About that. It feels like we just started, man, and time flies. <laughs> because of our lack of development or just because we're having such a good time? Uh, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> uh, well, we talk about everything. We talk sports, we talk lifestyle, food, beer, women, money, vacations. We took a couple of vacations we'll get to in a little bit, recommending vacation spots. You right now are doing some uh, real estate work. You're looking at Jake <laughs> Cutler's Nashville mansion. Yeah, which is
1: weird. I don't understand the timing of this. It could just be a random mansion that the New York Post assigned to him because it's from before he moved. But this is ridiculous. There's an indoor tetherball court. There's a full game room, full movie theater, gorgeous pool. You said you could live like a king in Nashville. I'm just curious. Yeah, I always see them in L.A., though. What, what, why would they choose Nashville?
0: Well, Nashville is a very popular town. It's one of the higher growth cities over the past decade. Um, Some people down in Nashville I've talked to are actually quite upset by it. Our buddy Paul Kaharski, who is down there at the Nashville radio station, he says there's just high rises going up and the prices are going up and it's getting too hot. It's a great town for uh, industry, electronics. A lot lot of uh, car companies have their headquarters down there. Great food town, great music town, social life also. Tennessee state sales tax? Eh, none. It's a, you get to keep a lot more of your dough if you live down in Nashville. So before we get back to Jake Cutler and going to Miami and what Miami expects, I'm going to ask you. Let's say Perloff, for some reason, you and your wife made enough money at your age of in the early 40s to retire, and your wife said, "Hun, let's pick a place to retire, not New York City, away from New York City. One place to stay for the rest of your life. You pick." And funds were not an issue. Where would you go?
1: Hmm. Well New York One City place. would be my first choice. New York's yeah, out though. New York is because New York's yeah. a great, a great town to retire in. A lot of old people live there. Um I think my fa- my second favorite city, if money was not a concern, would be San Francisco. On the really? sunny side of the bay. You yeah, want, because it's so nice out there. You get the if you live in the right place, you can get the weather, you can get the the outdoors, you can get the views. Uh, the only thing is you can't afford to live there normally. And you're saying the expense is no issue. So no issue. You can live anywhere in San America
0: Francisco. for anywhere in America for the rest of your life.
1: I think Sam, I think, well, New York be my number one, but I think after that it'd be the Bay area. Same question yes. to you.
0: I, I was thinking about this during the break as I was getting ready to ask you, and I, this is a tough one because people are going to roll their eyes. I like Burlington, Vermont a lot. I, I do mm. like cold weather. I don't really like hot weather at all. And once it gets past 75, I'm out. Um, skiing snowboarding all that kind of stuff beer uh, Burlington Vermont's a fantastic city it's there's lakes there's uh, there's snow skiing all around there uh that's my pick if I had to pick one wow it's it's pretty cold that that's a little
1: against the grain it's because, real cold and very snowy yeah and this, there's a long spring there if you know what I mean you get there's a, a short season. summer from Mar- yeah. you got to uh, you better not miss your three days to lie out there that's that's a good choice so i love burlington i think everyone loves burlington so but it's kind of odd most people would think we pick miami or la and here we are picking san francisco and burlington great
0: yeah i don't think yeah la doesn't seem like a retirement spot it seems like a town that's kind of tough to retire and you if you want to drive around anywhere it's a big pain in the butt i don't i think you want to ease up your life when you retire yeah, you know what'd be nice if I had to do Florida, definitely the west coast of Florida over the east coast of Florida. My mother lived used to, for about twenty years. My mother had a place in Naples, Florida. I'm not big on Florida, but Naples is kind of this oasis on the west coast of Florida that's really cool. Yeah, I'm going
1: I'm actually going, I'm planning ahead to my winter break. I'm going to the west coast of Florida with my wife's family. And mm-hmm. I haven't been in a long time and I really, really enjoy it. I find the East Coast a little bit like New York down south in the sense that it's sort of busy. Like you said, you want to go someplace that's nice and relaxing, and I don't really find Miami that.
0: Yeah, Uh, Jay Cutler, well. Now, the Miami Dolphins fans, they're getting a guy who's still in his prime. What that prime is is the question. What are they getting? Miami Dolphins are a competitive, not a threatening team, but a competitive team. Well, that's the thing about Miami. They're pinned in by
1: New England. I don't care if you have Jay Cutler, Ryan Tannehill, Dan Fouts at quarterback. They're never gonna really compete for the division, right? I mean Okay, then why have, spend
0: why yeah. spend ten million dollars on a backup quarterback when you could put in what don't they have Matt Moore on that team still or someone like yeah. that, that? They could they could pop in, he could do a serviceable job for very little money and if he stinks they get a high draft pick.
1: Well remember they were in the playoffs last year and Tannehill uh his knee, the same knee was hurt. And they went to Matt Moore, and they they were not threatening. They faced a pretty bad Steelers defense and did not do much with Matt Moore. And he got popped. Remember he got popped? It was either Bud Dupree or somebody just viciously took him out. He's not a big dude, so he's a bit of a health risk in himself. So you needed – I think you needed some stability there. We'll see, by the way. Tannehill might opt for no surgery and be back. Uh, That seems like a very dangerous situation. But – I think that the upside with Cutler is not that dissimilar than the upside with Ryan Tannehill. I, I'm not sure that Ryan Tannehill is that much of a better quarterback than Jay Cutler.
0: They kind of remind me of each other. Sometimes their numbers are good, but they don't feel like the winners.
1: Yeah, they feel like 10 and 6 is their sort of upside. <laughs> right? you don't
0: see, yeah, you don't see
1: a Ryan Tannehill team going 14 and 2. There were reports that he was looking really good, getting really – Comfortable in this offense, but those are, you know, typical training camp reports. So to me, I feel like you're almost a somewhat even swap. The real concern I have is does Jay Cutler still love football? Does he want to be out there? um And also, too, is there a sort of negativity with Jay Cutler, or is that sort of some of the pressure of being in Chicago?
0: Right. I, I think there's going to be positivity initially because, you know, they're that makes him, I guess, that makes him more competitive. I don't know. Let me ask you another question. If you're Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator of the uh, New England Patriots, would you rather face Jay Cutler in an important game? Let's say you need it for home field advantage or Ryan Tannehill.
1: In this situation, definitely Jay Cutler. Because Cutler's coming in without an offseason. Probably got a little soft. (laughs) We saw some pictures of him naked. He's notorious
0: for giving up picks. And and Tannehill
1: isn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely would rather, probably rather face... (laughs) Uh, Cutler, But I got to tell you, the, the Patriots were not scared of Ryan Tannehill. That is not a quarterback no. who struck fear into the heart of Matt Patricia. I don't think he cares about any of those, uh, about the Dolphins at all. I think he's more concerned with the Steelers right now, if anyone. He's more concerned about 19-0 probably right now.
0: So I, I, I don't even know if it's a relevant question. I got two more Cutler questions. He had a really good gig at Fox as an analyst with no experience. Do you think they're holding his place for after this one year in Miami? And is, was he able to pull that off?
1: I think so, because there was a bidding war <laughs> over Cutler. He's supposed to be real personable, and I, I've heard that he was great in his tryouts for the booth, and he could really talk football, which is not that surprising. Just think about it. Players who come off as malcontent sometimes make great broadcasters. What was it? Uh, Sterling Sharp never spoke uh, to anyone while he was a player. He was f- one, the most famous right. bad mood guy in the locker room, and then he will never shut up on TV um uh, there are other guys too who I don't want to get into names who are known as surly players who then talk a lot on TV. So I don't think the two necessarily translate. And I'll bet you Cutler, some people think Cutler's a pretty good bro. Like he's a fun some people think he's a fun guy to hang out with. I've heard that. Now I you really also quick, hear the
0: negative I, things, but I, stand I like corrected. Them. Uh the 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 Danian Tomlinson bust, Hall of Fame bust is nice. The Terrell Davis is spot on. You know, I'm I'm re, I'm gonna I may have to apologize. There's a couple of these that are better than I expected. The Kurt Warner one's not working. The Kurt Warner Hall of Fame bust It's not working. The Terrell Davis is nice, and Dana Thomason is solid. Now, how much did you actually watch of this, Paulie? I peeked in and out. Not a lot. By the way, the the speech is just too long. I mean, if if I knew the speeches were 10 minutes, I could watch them.
1: How about Jerry? Did you see anything from Jerry Jones?
0: I watched the first five minutes of his. Uh, I actually found it interesting that his wife presented him. I thought that was real unique for that. I watched; she she gave a pretty brief speech, but that was unique.
1: I heard uh, so. You know, Brenda Warner did too. I heard before this year there were only two wives who ever introduced people, and then there were two this year: Jerry Jones and Kurt Warner. So it's a new trend. But doesn't that ruin it for everybody after this? Now, if you don't pick your wife, you're dead.
0: You look like a jerk. And by the way, Morton Anderson, the kicker, goes in the Hall of Fame instead. They should have had a bust of his foot. What do you think about that instead of his head? <laughs> Is that I'm too... actually
1: looking, but he's got this great mid 80s part down the middle that is ah, priceless. So
0: it's gold. How do you, how do you feather hair on a, on a bronze bust? It's, it's well feathered.
1: Done. Oh my gosh. That guy is brilliant. Whoever did that.
0: All right. Coming up next, it's How was your weekend on the Leisureman? And then I have a Jay Cutler house related question for you, Perloff, that I'm going to let you think about during the break. Let's say you have a mansion. Let's say, again, you have unlimited funds. Your wife says, Hey, you could do anything you want to this mansion. This big old house we're going to buy. What's the one thing that you would have done to your house? That's kind of like, wow, you're going there. You're going somewhere different. Stick around. We're the Leisuremen. 855-323-4622. NBC Sports Radio. Good and Paps here in the Leisuremen on NBC Sports
1: Radio. Talking to little Jay Cutler. Give us a call. Did you like the signing for the Miami Dolphins? 855-323-4NBC. Ryan Tannehill, bad news this week. Now, Paulie, it looked good on Thursday. They, there was a glimmer of hope for Dolphins fans where everything was structurally okay. And then I guess it wasn't structurally okay. Because Ryan Tannehill went south uh, over the weekend. Jay Cutler today. Now, I, I got to tell you, Paulie, I'm as fascinated with Jay Cutler off the field as I am on the field.
0: <laughs> Demeanor-wise? Lifestyle-wise? What, what His ask? lifestyle.
1: The, the move to Nashville, the pictures of the house that we're obsessing on right now in Nashville... <laughs> Where's he going to live in South Beach? He just doesn't, and I think this is apropos, because I don't think Jay Cutler is all about football. I feel like he's already sort of moved on to the second half of his life, now he's sort of dipping back into football. I'm curious if he's still, you know, if you're Jay Cutler, are you still looking at uh, wallpaper patterns for your new house in Nashville? Or are you all in on the, the playbook?
0: Well, like we were talking about earlier, it seems like it's this perfect situation that he, there wasn't much interest. There was an injury to a pretty good quarterback who's uh, Quarterbacking a pretty good team, definitely not a contender, but not a bad team. Miami, one year, ten million bucks. They called, they offered. Probably looks at his wife and says, "Hey, ten million for sixteen games. I barely have to go to practice. I'm done. I'll be, you know, January tenth. I'm back home, hon You don't have to worry about things."
1: Yeah, and you know he's got better weapons than he's had in a while. There, Jay ajahi yeah. with the running game. He's got Devonte Parker, is this receiver that they took a couple of years ago, who's getting better. Kenny Stills, and, of course, Jarvis Landry, who'll catch anything. So I think it's actually a good situation to at least, you know, have a sort of a 20-touchdown, 13-pick year if he plays all season.
0: If I said to you a month ago, one of these two recently retired, maybe early retirement quarterbacks would come back and play this year, Romo or Cutler, who would you have bet on?
1: Wow. I guess I would have bet on Romo because he's a little bit better than Cutler. He's a little older. He's been more injured than Cutler but I feel like there's a lot more demand for Romo. The Obviously, the caveat here is Adam Gase's relationship with Cutler is the reason this is happening. I think on most other situations, Romo would have been uh, the first choice.
0: Romo's career really, it kind of bothers me. I feel sad for the guy. And I know he's got mm-hmm. everything. He's got money, fame, all that stuff. But the way his career played out, he kind of came from nowhere at Eastern Illinois, got the Cowboys job. You know, he, he never really got that, big stage to shine on but he was 78 and 49 as a starter 248 touchdowns 117 picks i mean his stats blow jay cutler's stats out the window i don't think they're even close as competitors and tony romo has the injury last year a silly preseason game otherwise he that was a good team around him a great offensive line and some good weapons around him they could have made done some damage with him last year healthy if you go back to romo 2014 70 passer four thousand yards 34 touchdowns nine picks he and his quarterback rating was number one in the league
1: yeah but it wasn't just that little injury in training camp it was injury after injury his back his clavicle you know he just couldn't stay healthy that was the bottom line I think the Cowboys got so lucky that it happened the way it happened and Dak Prescott was there what are the odds of a great
0: player just sitting there behind him I agree I agree the Cowboys situation could have gone better for them for the next seven eight years but it feels like Romo has more in the tank And that's a guy I would love to see on a big stage. Jay Cutler, I don't think, really cares if the Miami Dolphins go far in the playoffs. Maybe I'm wrong, but that appears to be his demeanor. You know,
1: when I just listed those wide receivers and the running back there, Romo would be fun to watch for the Dolphins. By the way, I'm interested in seeing Cutler. I'm tuning into the Dolphins week one, two, and three to see what Cutler does. They've all of a sudden become a lot more watchable to me.
0: (laughs) Way more watchable. All right, Jay Cutler. I could never watch Tannehill. No, no. He's meat and potatoes. I mean, he's a tough kid. The wife is great. All right, Jay Cutler has a tetherball court in the or a tetherball room in his new mansion in Nashville. Let's say you want you and your wife bought a mansion, Perloff, and your wife goes, "You could redo anything inside, outside, whatever you want. No permission needed. Go nuts. No budget. What do you got?" It's definitely a basketball court, and
1: not just any basketball court. Like a full wood basketball court with real rims, glass backboards in my house. And if I could do it in Manhattan. Have an apartment Uh, with a full basketball court, that is really a cut above. Because there are a lot of rich people in Manhattan. There are not a lot of full court basketball courts. Uh it'd be amazing to have my friends over all the time. You could come over, play, set some picks, it'd be great.
0: (laughs) Uh I I actually saw a guy who had a basketball court in his house. Not 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 even like he doesn't even have like a a a huge estate that's sprawling all over the place. This was a a good size house. There's a guy named Kenny Trout. He went to Southern Illinois. He's a billionaire. He lives down in Dallas, Texas. And we're, he was showing me around his beautiful home. And he goes, come down here and check this out. And we were walking right past the kitchen. It wasn't like at the other end of the property. It was just off the kitchen. You open up, there's a full court basketball court with lights. Wow. I showed. Remember I showed you pictures? He had a real basketball court for his sons to play in. That is living the dream right there. What would you wow. do, Paul? I think I would do, and this is, man, this is hokey. I think I would do... The ultimate outdoor barbecuing area with, you know, TVs, indoor, outdoor, uh, like a little pool. I I would really go nuts on the outdoor area. You know, I want where you could spend a lot of time out there and there's almost no reason to go in the house.
1: Uh, That's a little modest, dude. You actually almost have that now. I feel like,
0: you know, if you're going to dream big, (laughs) I expect a little bigger. Yeah, I mean, I thought about having like my own sports bar, but that seemed kind of hokey for a sports guy to have a sports bar in his house.
1: How about Tony Stewart having an indoor, what does he have, a fishing river thing
0: in his house? Yeah, he has water, a stocked little baby lake indoors at his house. He, Tony Stewart That's has cool. a house in Columbus, Indiana, and he built like a moat around it. And I don't know if he built a drawbridge. He was considering it. But there is a, you could fish inside the house without leaving the property. I mean, not even leave, without leaving the, the indoors. That's the dream right there, to fish inside. <laughs> Google Google Tony Stewart's house in Indiana and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's nuts. Seems a little dangerous, but I like it. Yeah, there's no there's no piranha sharks. I'm sure it's just bash and you know some some perch here and there. All right, coming up, humid takes. Bartman got a, a World Series ring. And leisureman approved, not approved, coming up a little bit. Stick around, I'm Pearl Perloff. We're the leisureman This is NBC Sports Radio.